Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 19th of May. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has lived up to his self-dubbed title of bulldozer by accidentally crashing into a young boy while playing soccer on the campaign trail in Tasmania. Video of the tackle, which is going viral online, shows Mr Morrison running into under-8s player Luca before they both fall to the ground. They both got up quickly on their feet and high-fived. Luca is okay. And Mr Morrison later gave a shout-out to him on Facebook for being such a good sport. And just two days before we head to the polls and Labor is set to hand down its policy costings today, the Coalition unveiled its costings on Tuesday with a price tag of $2.3 billion. School of Politics professor at the Australian National University, John Warhurst, says it would have been better for voters to know earlier in the campaign. I think it's a shame that uh, both sides uh, don't release their costings earlier to the Australian community, but I think it's we've become accustomed to costings being released very late in the pre-election period. Today, more important economic data will be released with the latest unemployment rate to be revealed. It comes after yesterday's wage growth numbers of just 2.4%, much lower than current inflation. Comsec economist Craig James says wages should start to catch up with the cost of living before the end of the year. What we're seeing is petrol and gasoline floating, yes, the rates of inflation. This is only going to be a very short-term situation. Give it, you know, sort of six to nine months, you know, down the track, we will be seeing wages growth at a faster rate than rates of prices. So uh, the real wage gains will return. And we'll have more details on what this means for inflation, interest rates and the overall economy shortly in Finance with Peter Switzer. To today's other news now, and voluntary assisted dying is on track to be legalised in New South Wales today after a lengthy debate overnight. MPs spent more than eight hours debating nearly 100 amendments with discussions lasting until midnight. There's just one more amendment to be discussed before a final vote in the Upper House this morning. Shane Hickson from Dying with Dignity New South Wales says they've been calling for change for decades. The organisation has been involved for... uh nearly 50 years and personally I've been involved uh, for 10 years. My mum died of brain cancer in 2012 and I've been lobbying for law reform full-time ever since. New South Wales is the only state where voluntary assisted dying has not yet been legalised. A Melbourne family is demanding answers this morning after a toddler managed to escape a childcare centre in the western suburbs. The two-year-old girl walked out through an open side gate before being spotted by a parent a few minutes later. Overseas in a Russian soldier facing the first war crimes trial since the Ukraine invasion has pleaded guilty to killing an unarmed civilian. The 21-year-old man is facing life behind bars for shooting dead a 62-year-old man just a few days after the conflict started. Ukraine has so far identified more than 10,000 possible war crimes committed by Russia. 
Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground in New South Wales where the state's Attorney-General has announced plans for another inquiry into Kathleen Folbig, who's been described as Australia's worst female serial killer. The 54-year-old was convicted of murdering three of her children and responsible for the manslaughter of a fourth in 2003. But scientists allege a genetic mutation could actually be the cause of death for two of the children. Our reporter, Michaela Savage, has the details from Sydney. Yeah, Tash, new evidence has prompted this public inquiry, but it's actually the second ever inquiry into the case. The first failed to clear Ms Folbig of any of the homicides. There have also been various appeals, several unsuccessful, against Ms Folbig's sentence over the years. Attorney General Mark Speakman has even said he understands why some members of the public would roll their eyes in disbelief at the number of chances she's had to clear her name. But he says the new evidence clearly warrants an intervention, although he's acknowledged how painful the inquiry will be, in particular for the children's father. This is a man who has lost four children over a 10-year period, who has seen his wife convicted of their homicides. And I am truly sorry for the pain that uh, Mr Folbig suffers and, and for his family. The new evidence surrounds a recently completed study on the CALM2 genetic mutation found in both Sarah and Laura Folbig that scientists believe could have been the girl's true cause of death. In Western Australia, the ambulance system is being boosted as the government tries to deal with the state's growing hospital and health crisis. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has the details from Perth. Yeah, that's right, Tash. The state government is stepping in to fix the COVID-related staffing crisis at St John's. It follows the tragic death of Perth grandmother Georgina Wilde on Sunday morning, who was found unresponsive more than two and a half hours after calling triple zero about chest pains. Two senior health department staff and two senior police officers will be based at St John's headquarters from today. Health Minister Amber Jade Sanderson says it'll ensure the service has access to the resources it needs. What occurred on Sunday uh, was not a result of ramping. We want to make sure that St John have access to all of the levers and all of the supports of government that they could possibly have to ensure an ambulance arrives. Deputy Police Commissioner Cole Blanche says he sees the change as an extension of their close working relationship. Police and SJA uh, Ambulance have worked together for many, many years. Um, we go to similar jobs. We go to car accidents together, we go to welfare checks together, we go to violent people uh, who are ill together. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Now we know the economy is certainly front and centre for the upcoming election, especially for the coalition. And we've seen some important economic data released yesterday with the wages numbers and now crucial unemployment figures will come out today. What do you think they will show? Well, unemployment's been a very good story for the government. You know, it's been uh, down to 4%. These are historically low levels. Um, and so I'll be very surprised to see if unemployment is a bad news story. The flip side, of course, was the wages number yesterday, uh, annual figure at 2.4%, which is really good for interest rates, but not good for people trying to buy stuff when the inflation rate is 5.1%. Effectively, real wages are falling for Australians. And I don't know whether that would be a positive for um, voting on, for the coalition on Saturday. And Peter, talking about inflation, there's massive inflationary pressure right across the world at the moment. And in breaking news, that's had a big impact on international markets. Yeah, exactly right. The POMs, they got a 9% inflation rate. Their energy bills in one year are up $1,240 
in a year and their petrol, they're paying $3 a litre. In the U, uh, US, Walmart and Target, these are companies you know, like Woolworths and Coles here, they're sh saying that the inflation is really in hitting their profit and their bottom line and the Dow Jones was down uh, over a 1,000 points, a very big fall. And our market will definitely fall today on the strength of those um, bad inflation numbers worldwide. And what impact is that set to have for us, uh, Peter, in regards to further inflationary pressure and also more pressure on putting up interest rates? Yeah, well, because our economy has been doing well, 5.1% is really low. The question is, is this the start of something big? And that's what the Reserve Bank's going to have to worry about. You know, do they go soft? and end up with a big number like a 9% inflation rate, or do they go really hard early and try and stop it from getting to very high levels? A very big job for Dr Phil Lowe, who runs the Reserve Bank. Absolutely. Peter, thanks so much for your analysis. Yeah, cheers. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, finally redemption for Aussie swim star Shana Jack in the pool. Yeah, very emotional last night for Shana. Of course, two years out of the sport due to a drug ban. She has made the team for the World Champs and the Commonwealth Games last night at the uh, the, the trials in Adelaide. She clocked a personal best, finishing second in the 100-metre freestyle. That was enough to make the team, capping a stunning comeback. Yeah, look, you're going to make me cry again. It's just one of those moments that I really, really, really wanted. Jack on Amazon Prime there and Cody Simpson another remarkable story to come out of last night making the transition from pop star to swim star he's also made the team in the 100 metre butterfly uh, which is a phenomenal achievement last night. Yeah great performance with all the Aussies in the pool we wish them all the best for the competitions ahead and also in news today Brett the Broncos are out to, to claim their fifth win in a row but there's a former star hoping to spoil the party. Yes, that is Anthony Milford in Knights colours for the first time tonight, named at 5'8". His first game in more than nine months. There's a former Knights coach who reckons they might be rushing his return, and that is uh, Michael Hagan. That's part of it, but that won't help him if he's gasping for air, if he can't get off the line and keep making his tackles against a big forward pack that Brisbane have, and I'm sure they'll be looking to target him with their attack. Yeah, reckons if he's too fired up, then he might uh, flame out early. So we'll see how he goes tonight when round 11 kicks off. And the controversy never ends in the AFL. This is interesting, Brett. Uh, an AFL great has questioned whether James Hurd should return to coaching as he returns to the coach's box with the Giants. Yeah, he's been working there in a part-time leadership capacity. That's been expanded now, so he's assisting Mark McVeigh, who has the role in the interim term. Leon Cameron departing last week. James Heard now listed as one of the favourites, along with Alastair Clarkson, to take it over long-term. But Wayne Carey isn't sure that's such a good idea. It had been out of the game other than this year for nine games part-time for seven years. To think that he could step back in to senior coaching, being away from the game, which has evolved unbelievable. It, it evolves every year, let alone every Every seven years, I think is just ridiculous. And at the Cats, Gary Rowan set to play his first game this season back from uh, back soreness that he's battled with all year. Brett, thank you. Thank you, Tash. And as we heard earlier from Brett in sport, Australian pop star Cody Simpson has made his swimming dream a reality by qualifying for this year's World Championships and Commonwealth Games. The 25-year-old from the Gold Coast finished third in the final of the 100-metre butterfly last night to secure a dream call-up for the Dolphins. It's a funny concept, right? But, you know, I, you know, obviously lived and breathed the sport growing up, you know, took a, took a hiatus for the better part of 10 years and came back with just a, a fire that I couldn't 
put out. Best of luck to Cody and that audio thanks to Nine. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also get your latest election news and analysis via the listener app. Head to the Discover tab and click on Your Vote 22. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.